This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. What an intro, Amanda Black. Did you feel that so, my sisters? Oh my God. Did you I feel love, that? Love, love Amanda Black. What a great way to start future CEOs. What a great way to start Women's Month. And I know Gareth Armstrong is right here in the studio with us, but he's been hey, banned <laughs> because we're going to have a great time here because I literally kicked him out saying that. I really want to emphasize the importance of women coming together and supporting each other and creating those financial networks because that's mm. the topic of our show today. So welcome to everyone who's listening. My name is Subin Boya Arnold. And yes, you are listening to Future CEOs. This is the show of entrepreneurship, which is taking each other and other entrepreneurs to a whole new level. Let me remind you once again that we only have the best of the best on this show, whether you are an up, up, upcoming entrepreneur, a startup, or a CEO of a multinational corporation in Africa or Africa. You have to listen or be listening to the show. Don't forget that we are all about catalyzing, amplifying, and advocating entrepreneurship, especially female black enterprises in yeah. Africa. So without any further ado, um, let me tell you a little bit about what I've been doing. Hence, I have been on the show I found it so important for of being a future CEO and being a host of the show that yes we might have our, our businesses all in order but what happens to our financials what happens to our families what happens to our employment equities as a business owner and as black women we need that transformational space in the financial sector we need that economic transformation we need that intergenerational wealth transfer big words I know I practiced I practiced but in, in studio with me today, these women really are renegades in the financial sector. I love them because they're smart, young, compassionate, intelligent, and financially savvy. And that's why I'm here with them today. Mapalo and Unelisiwa, I don't want to introduce you. I want you to introduce yourselves. And please don't be shy because this is a platform for you to really... Um, Embrace what you've accomplished because I know it's been a hard journey, but we also want to see your vision. And also we want you to motivate and inspire and give some tools to the future CEOs listening out there. Welcome to the show, ladies, my sisters. <laughs> Thank you so much, Luby. Thank you so much for having us. Mapolo, let's start with you. Yes. Who are you? Why are you here? And why do you think that I would bring you into studio Talking about black women in the financial sector. Sure. Luby, thank you so much for inviting me today. Uh, I'm Mapalo and I'm the founder of Women in Finance. And Women in Finance is a platform that educates women about personal finance. The reason why I saw it so important um, for women specifically to be educated about personal finance is, um, I don't know if you know the stats. Um, Give us stats, Gareth. Okay. <laughs> to be here and listen to the stats. <laughs> so he is listening. Yes. Um, according to the SMP Global Financial Literacy Survey, only 42% of South Africans are financially literate. That's terrible. 42%. That is terrible. And for me, I even take it further. I want to take it further and say there is levels, you know, uh, of financial literacy. There is people who just know about the concept of financial literacy. Correct. And there's people who actually can accept 
financial literacy for what it is, financial education and financial freedom, what it means. I love that. Okay. So for me as women in finance, yes, we started off with concepts of financial literacy. Um, you know, just as you educate a baby, you know, baby steps. Baby steps. Exactly. You know, you do have to take baby steps. You can't just. Like budget. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> but then we have to move forward. And that's what we're doing right now as women in finance. Um, to take people to say, you know what? Financial literacy, financial education is, is the only thing. <laughs> Is it's it's whether you're working as a corporate in, in a corporate, whether you have your own business, financial literacy, personal finance is personal. You have to, you absolutely have to look out for your finances and you have to be wealthy. Nelisiwe, welcome Hi, to the show. Thank you so much. You for are such me. a busy woman. <laughs> but we love we love busy. You know, it's not about being being busy, it's, it's about, about being productive. productive. Thank, yes. you. Thank uh, you. Tell us who you are and why do you think I needed to have you on the show today. Well, um, the name is Nelly Sierra Masango, the founder and director of Bear Run Investments, Females with Finance, and Forex for Female. Wow. So the reason why you probably had me on the show, other than the fact that you probably saw me around before. <laughs> and I saw, and I saw you, of course and I you did. Stole me. <laughs> but it's a case of you identified two beautiful young black women who are trying to be an example of what it feels like to be financially independent, being mm-hmm. self-sufficient. We're living in a very materialistic era. Yeah. And a lot of people our age do not want to make their own money. So we are the two people that are here to say, ladies, become entrepreneurs, um, keep your finances in check. And what I always say, get your finances in formation. Love make it. sure that, you know, whatever you have, you get for yourself or get by yourself. So no one can take that away from you. So we have various training programs in financial wellness, overall financial wellness. We have training programs in investing, the basics of investing, um, uh, very risky stuff such as trading as well, which is a, a big thing. And being a woman in that space, there, there's quite a lot that I'd like to um, talk to you guys about later on. But that's what it's about. Being an example, number one, because when it comes to finance, you think of older white people, Definitely. you know. It's one of those things, even when you're growing up, finance was never something that women managed. Yeah. It didn't look the like money. It exactly. did not look like us. It didn't look like this. Yeah. It so it's really like nice to see another friendly face. And now with the three of us here, yes. it's a powerhouse. So we need to encourage young girls, not just look down on them because you never know what the person's situation is, but encourage them and empower them through education. You know what I find so amazing, especially after the background of uh, being in the entertainment industry is that my gosh, they die with nothing. Mm-hmm. They die with leaving families with these huge amounts of bills. Their fans are paying for the funerals. Sure. And that really broke my heart. And I said to myself, firstly, I don't want to be that kind of artist. And secondly, we've got to warn these beautiful, talented, young, entertaining and actressing girls that, you know, this is not the way to go. Invest, save and all the good stuff that we're going to talk about. But first, I want to touch on the personal side of you yes. because it's about authentic stories mm-hmm. and it's about us relating to each other on that commonality of how we grew up. Why did this become your legacy? Mm-hmm. Why did this become your your vision? Sure. Maps. You know, I always say I credit everything to my mother. I love my father. He's amazing and he's my superhero. But I credit becoming who I am and who I'm still yet to become to my mother. So I'm at the age of about nine or ten. And I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, everyone has roller skaters. I want roller skaters. 
right? And comes my mother, and, and at the time, my father was in Australia studying on a sponsorship, okay? So he wasn't paying for himself, he was on a sponsorship, and my mom is left with four children at home, okay? And I was like, oh, no, I need roller skates. Everyone has roller skates. She said, okay, uh, this is my pay slip. Ish. This is my pay slip. You want roller skates? There's four of you here. Where am I going to get the roller skates from? And she made me a promise. You know, um, it's it's not all bad. She made me a promise. She said, okay, um, I'll give you six to eight months for money that you can work for around the house and around our neighborhood. Um, save that money. Then we can get you roller skates at the end of eight, eight month period. And at the eight, at the end of the eighth month period, of course, no one has roller skates anymore. Everyone has moved on to the next best thing, right? Yeah. And I'm left with this money that I was going to pay roller skates for. So it taught me, number one, that things go out of style. Okay, so don't chase fashion. Don't chase um, the next best thing that's out there at that moment because it fades away, number one. And secondly, what are you going to do with your money? Because, yes, people, everyone has money. I, I bet you right now. Everyone has money, regardless of how big or small it is. Every single person has money. So she said, okay, roller skates are out of fashion. What are you going to do with your money that you've saved and that I've contributed to as well? And then from there, the concept of money started. Wow. You're, you're from the fortunate. age of eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah. And I used to lend to my friends and Siblings um, with interest, of course. <laughs> of course, Smart woman. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you go, girl. This woman. Of course. Yeah, so yeah. that's where my concept of money started <laughs> at the age of nine. Nelly, um, wow. I grew up in a family whereby my parents, my father is very stingy. He didn't play games with money, so I grew up not. His focus was always do well in school, and don't worry about money. Don't even focus on it. Because I always ask, okay, everyone else at school has tuck money and I don't. He says, if we give you tuck money, then you're going to sit at school thinking about how you're going to spend it instead of focusing on school. Mm. So I grew up with this discipline of if you want something, you have to work hard for it. But the biggest thing, especially when it comes to women, is a couple of years ago, um, when I was still early in business, my aunt uh, was retrenched from work and her husband mm. started working. Mm. Now her husband passed away. They had three kids. I've never seen. So there's, there's one side, um, and, and what she said is correct that everyone has money, but it's about the amount. Mm. Everyone says no one can ever say, Oh, I have more than enough money. But that was the Nobody first time says that, ever, but it was the first time where I witnessed someone being overwhelmed by money. So imagine you're a stay at home mom. Um, whatever salary you used to get is probably not more than 5,000 rand. You haven't been working for a couple of years. Your husband dies. But because that man was so intelligent, he understood that he has kids, that he has three kids who are still very young. So he had many policies in place that he, rule number wow. one, he didn't tell her about that. Okay. That's the first mm-hmm. issue. So she didn't know. Okay. So this man passes away. She has plus minus 5 million rand. You're going from, you used to 5,000 rand a month. Wow. And then figures. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the first time that I saw someone being so overwhelmed by money. If it were up to her, she would give that back and just have him there. Mm-hmm. And then from there onwards, we had to sit down and discuss, okay, you have three children. 
What are your finances looking like? Where are you going to reinvest this money? We had to start it from scratch. And that's when I realized that in relationships, we don't speak about money. Correct. Mm. We need to speak about from them as black people in relationships. And especially Mm. with with women, it's a case of, okay, you found a man. What car does he drive? Mm. Where does he work? He can take care of me. Mm. Other than the fact that men can cheat and leave you for for someone who's better looking. A person can die. What happens then? You need to have two incomes at least. There's no such thing as a housewife. Mm-hmm. At least run a business or help with the bookkeeping or something. This whole Anything. keeping up with the whoever and real housewives of where women think that you can sit and do nothing. That's not what we're trying to do. This is what we're trying to change. This mentality of in relationships, you also don't speak about money. You know what? Uh, I'm all about disruption and that's what future yeah. CEOs is all about. But with disruption comes a lot of barriers and obviously, and painful moments, which navigating through the financial sector, I'm sure the both of you have had your fair share of challenges and barriers and times and moments and days where you were like, you know, let me just work on myself. Let me not try and impart these tools and advice and, and life lessons to other people. Mm. Did you experience that, Maps? I mean, what was, how was, how's your journey been when it comes to, it's been hard and give us an example of, Maybe you didn't want to carry on with this anymore. Maybe this wasn't what you wanted to do with your life. Subi. Uh, who, and who has been your biggest naysayers? Tell us about the naysayers sure, in goodness. the industry. All right. So like we, like we mentioning right now that as young black women, you know, finance doesn't look like this. It I know. does not look like this. I mean, I attended a conference or a seminar, you know, you call it whatever you want to call it, um, two days ago. And literally 98% of the people there were white, old, and male. I know. I know. Okay, just let that sink in. And I've been in this industry for the past four years. Yeah. All right? So one of the things that prompt me every single day um, is the fact that when I was in high school or when I finished high school, I decided that I want to be the Suzu Oman of Africa. Amen. Okay. And every single day that prompts me. But like you said, you know, there's been moments when I felt like, you know what, uh, you know what, I have a become finance degree. I have a postgrad. Yeah. I want to talk about education as yes. well. Cause you girls yeah. are smart. Hey, hey now. Very, very hey smart. Now. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I just thought, you know what? Hell, I could get myself, I, I could go and get another job. Right. But for me, that always rings true that who I am designed to be and who I will be is what I chose. So, um, my biggest naysayers, funny enough, um, f- thank God my friend, my family has been the biggest supporters, biggest, biggest, biggest supporters from my, my dad, my mom and my sisters. They have been my biggest supporters, but, uh, the biggest naysayers, friends, Friends, mm. people you call friends, other women. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. That is so hard. Can we just not go other there? Black women. Can uh, we not go dude, there? Really? No, no. I, 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 you know, I don't want to shade. I know. But literally I, two days ago, like I said, two days ago, I was like, I said that conference, and I'm saying, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a founder of women in finance, and they're like. Yeah, but you know, it's not an asset management company. I'm Ooh. like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, you know, immediately I cut myself off from that, 
person because I think there was two or three or maybe ten of us as black women who were attending the conference. Mm. So immediately I cut myself off and I was by myself the entire conference. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. One day they'll want to work for me. Nelly? It's just just before you answer, you know what? Uh, you know I'm a newbie. Yes, yes. Newbie. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Bless me, bless me, bless me. And you know what I found in the training sessions that when they had like uh, guest trainers from all over the country, as you said, sixty-year-old. I mean, they're well-to-do. You know, they've yeah. made they've made great, and they're Absolutely. they're willing to impart the knowledge. Mm. But white male. 60s, yeah. you know, and I was like, where are the black female advisors? Nope. You know, where is the reference point of women of color of any point, mm-hmm. you know? So it's also about um, the BEE kind of concept when it comes to defining these advisory firms and advisory structures that we need the compliance. But you know what uh, should be in business? Yeah. For me, um, it, it, it's more like, what are we willing to give up? What are we willing to lose? To be the best, I know. You know, um, and I, I, I don't, I don't discount the fact that we go through so much. You know, you're raising a family, you are trying. You know, there's elderly um, in-laws or uh, your own parents. Black there's tax, black tax, whatever you call it. There uh. is, there are so many, so, so, so many things that we can talk about. But what are you willing to lose? You know, what are you willing to lose at the end of the day? Because Nothing comes easy. Nothing comes without sacrifice. So for me, it's, I always go back to that question. What am I willing to lose? Am I willing to lose to look like my next friend who has a nine to five uh, or eight to five in South African time? Um, and they work all their lives and they get promoted, but I want more. I know. But the, the fact is you have to be willing to lose a couple of months or years. It doesn't matter what it is the to you. The time management. The time, yeah. The time management. Absolutely. It, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It cannot happen overnight. And that's why you have 60-year-olds, flipping 50-year-olds, white males who have dominated the industry for so long. But what are we willing to do? I mean, that's do? basically the face of excellence. Nelly, uh, my question to you is, you're successful, but what are the values that other people... Uh, don't apply, which has made, which has separated you from everybody else. Yeah. What has made you stand out? Because when we know Bearan Investments, it's your brainchild. You've worked hard. You've got a long way to go. But what has separated you from the rest? Well, definitely knowing who you are, because knowing who you are will determine how far you're going to go. I'm a huge fan of Steve Jobs because he was a visionary. He understood that he's going to create something that exists, but he's going to make it a lifestyle. And a lot of people didn't like him. A lot of people didn't like him, but we, we're here today. Everyone wants to die just to have a, an Apple iPad or phone or whatever the case is. But it started with one person. Innovation goes a very long way. Mm. So it's not like there weren't cell phones before. They were, Mm. but it's about being authentic and being true to who you are and seeing your vision through. And just a quick touch, uh, just to touch base on what you guys said just now, Mm. when you said the face of success and wealth, um, it's the white males. Mm. Funny enough, when you mentioned the naysayers, I have received a lot of support 
from white men. That's great. Mm. I love the flip side of that. Actually, it's, it, it's just yeah. it's just one of those. At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. all our partners are actually white men, older men, and they mm. give me such great advice mm. in terms of business and um in finance uh, stuff that things I need to do and yeah. all of that. So I've had a lot of support. So they're willing to pass down that knowledge. Yeah. Definitely, that. They, it's about positioning. It's about mm. how you present yourself Correct. and where you position yourself at the end of the day. So when it comes to naysayers, sorry, I, I can't say I've experienced any, but the biggest difficulty in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey is that you're talking about finance. You're talking about making money and and building wealth and sustaining it, but you don't even have a car. Mm. So what, what to value, to you. Exactly, yeah. what value am I going to gain yeah. from listening to you? That was a difficult thing because the person who I was, I, I didn't wake up like this. Mm. It was, it was a lot of prayer. It was a lot of persistence, but at the end and hard work. But at the end of the day, the person that I was and what I spoke about when I had nothing mm. and what I'm speaking about today is exactly the same. Love it. It's just a case so of. So what are you saying to the entrepreneurs listening to the show, Nelly? You shouldn't. Don't change who you are. Yeah. Stay true to who you are. Stay true to your vision and, and, and see it through at the end of the day. Whether you have something or, or not, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. The Nelly that used to uh, catch a taxi and sit in a hey, library because not. I couldn't afford anything hey, is still not. the same Nelly that's driving a convertible today. That hey, makes not. no difference. That, hey, that just, <laughs> it makes no difference. It's just about mm. the things that I want that make yes. me comfortable. It's just a personal yes. thing, you know? So the issue then becomes as, as people and the community and society as a whole, let's not put pressure on Entrepreneurs mm. to live a life That they can't even afford mm. Sometimes it's too soon to get certain things yeah. You know they, um, There's a saying that says um, they, There's a time for everything under the sun So there's a time for you to walk and struggle There's a time for you to learn things Then there's a time for you to, to harvest And be blessed and, and have these great things as well But don't take that And assume that you have arrived You always have to keep working hard And yes I am in a very fortunate position right now But to me as, as an entrepreneur, because I still stay true to who I am, I haven't arrived. This is the tip of the iceberg. There's still a lot more that has to be done. So the issue becomes when, when you start getting money as entrepreneurs, you, you become relaxed. I, I've arrived. Everyone knows who I am. You know, there's nothing more I need to do. Innovation is key because there's another person because today it's myself and maps. There's another young girl that's going to come up. That's going to look up to us. So if we're going to sit here and be complacent as entrepreneurs, we're never going to grow and become the Susie Ormonds of Absolutely. Africa. Yeah. That's the thing. Ladies, what do you think is the biggest uh, problems when it comes to entrepreneurs and their money and entrepreneurs and their business and entrepreneurs and their financial freedom? Bring it to it and hit us hard because we need, we need to address the truth. This. We need the, the truth. truth. Okay. All right. So for me, I think like Nelly just mentioned, um, a lot of people think that if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, then you've made it. You know, you get as Those many likes. likes as, yeah, you know, you get, <laughs> <laughs> you get the likes. It's not about the likes. It's about working your butt off, like completely, completely. It's about the days when you cry and you think to yourself, my goodness, I cannot go any one more day. I know. You know, um, it's... I think it's it's always going back to what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give it up? And the thing is, um, Nelly mentioned a very important thing. You know, a lot of the times when I started out as well, people would say, no, but why am I, why can I listen to you if you're driving a Chevy? Mm. Why do you want me to listen to you if you're driving a Bima and it's a lower model? Mm. But that's the thing. People do not know who you will become. But it's not even about that. It's about the steps that you're taking in your own personal life. Because you could be driving 
an Uno. In Uno, what's the most expensive card? I don't know. I don't oh, know. No, I'm expensive. talking cheap, boy. Do you understand? Like, let's, yeah. let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, there we go. There we go. It's actually, it's my favorite car. Bentley GT Continental, you know, the interior, you know, everything, you know, everything. how it's going to smell, yeah. right? Um, that's the thing. If someone drives a Bentley and they come to you and they say, oh, Shubes, you know what? Nelly, you guys, this is how you make money. But they really haven't learned the principles. They really, really haven't learned the principles. Perhaps they won the lotto. Good for you. Hey, I want to win the lotto too. They haven't learned the principles. Then it's all for nothing. I think for me at the end of the day, and this is what I'm trying to reach to. That's the point that I will reach to with women in finance is that, yes, it's about the car. It's about the house. It's about, but think Rockefeller. Think, man, think of people who build legacies, legacies people legacies. who build like real, 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 real stuff, not just like, yeah, no, I'd rather Bentley. Yeah. Well, good for you, honey boo. It means you're paying. <laughs> Do you have policies? Let's start Yeah, there. You, it means you're paying three million more than I am mm. who's driving a flipping Uno or whatever the case might be, you know? So I think financial education financial literacy it's about change of mindset more than anything you know um we are taught to go to school get a degree get a job that's not going to make you wealthy <laughs> far from it far far from it um but we are not willing to just have that five year of just strife and grind, grid, grind. Yeah. you know, we're not willing to do that because I feel good looking if you, if you mm. see me rocking up with an Uno here, yeah. mm. you know, definitely. And, and I like what you said there as well. When someone rocks up, so in, in my particular industry, Tell us um, a story. Yeah. In, in the, in the risky, um, investing and, in, and, in, and in derivatives industry, yeah. it's been infiltrated with people who, Rock up with a hired Bentley or Ferrari and say, you know, come through, come through. You know, so it's a case of don't go to, 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 to Maps event. Don't go to my event. But because I just rocked up in a Ferrari, you know, come through, sign up and let's make money. It doesn't work like that Mm. because at the end Mm. of the day, even if I can teach you how to make money, which is actually not that difficult. Yeah. What am I imparting? So with long term, long term. Mm. So that's why when Mindset. we when we rebranded our company to to make it very clear, we mentioned it. It's trading and investing. Mm. You can make money from from the markets, yes. Sure. But what are you doing with it? So after mm. that, clients get to know what to do with this money long term. Mm. Because what's going to happen is if you keep following these people, you, what you're going to do is you're going to make money, spend it, make it, spend it, make it, spend it, and you're not leaving a legacy. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. And when it comes to women, um. I was actually speaking to Rory Sang yesterday. We love, and now that's Women's Month, we love Proverbs 31. We love that. But there's a part that we, we, we missed out because we all say Proverbs 31, I'm that woman. If you were to look at it now, um, she works with eager hands. Mm. This thing of folding your arms, ladies, mm. and sitting at home, it doesn't it's work like work. that. Yeah. She works. And the biggest part that I like, especially when you're speaking about wealth, is that um, it says over here, she considers field. And buys it, meaning she can buy land, mm. she can buy property. Mm. Property. That's who. That's property. who this Proverbs thirty one woman is. Yeah. Mm. She ha- she works. She has people that work for her. Yes. She makes money. She invests in property and land. 
She doesn't sit and post pictures and, and, and yeah. buys things that she can't afford. That's not, that's not who she is. So before, even from a biblical perspective, when it comes to money and entrepreneurship, you know, irrespective of what your religion is at the end of the day, when you go back to ancient books, mm. they teach us wh- how to make money and how to spend how it to as manage well. It. Yeah. And manage it as well. Mm. Investing in real things, such, um, yeah. real assets such as gold, such as land, livestock, property, those sort of things. Mm. Let's not pretend like it happened in 2017. Mm. It's not so, like nothing. It's nothing new. Nothing it's not, new. Didn't we, we didn't There's discover this now. Under the sun, yeah. So we need to make sure that we, we, we go back in time and look at what, what is the foundation of creating wealth. Yeah. If you want to give a, a book to read for an, a really yeah. um, ambitious black entrepreneur, mm. what would be advisor to read? For me, I, I know... It's Women's Month, so I'm going to hone in on the women's <laughs> stuff. I don't care. I don't All right. Care. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's called The Prophet yes. by Khalil Gibran. It's a stunning. I literally think, 72 pages 72 or pages less. in green. I yeah. know. Yes. I'm gonna, and should I reread it? Me, oh, Must I reread it? I reread it every two months. I've every, got every, book. Yeah. Every six months, I reread it. It's, it's an amazing book. Nelly? Well, especially, I know a lot of people are busy and they don't like reading. Yeah. I actually have a, a mini ebook yes. um, on the basics of saving. Yes. A couple Stand of pages, up. you know, because sometimes people don't have time to read. If they love reading, then by all means, mm. you know, there's a couple of books that I have, which I'll post later on. Please. But there's a mini ebook that I have just to start saving, just to start thinking about mm. what do I do with my money. Transformation should be inclusive, correct? Yeah. And 100%. not be a foreign concept. Mm-hmm. What would you say? It's actually past the time that I'm allocated, but I'm enjoying. Are you enjoying yourselves? I am. Absolutely. I know you've been like, so, so much to unpack. I so much. Ten minutes only. I, I feel like we're just scratching the surface here. Yeah. So just as we close off, um, I'm going to have another session with you both, and maybe just think about somebody else that we can throw Inclu- into yeah, the p- picture, yeah. just to you know, just bring it, take it to another level. But just in closing, last ten minutes. What would you say to your 18-year-old self about your entrepreneurial journey as a black woman in Africa in the financial sector? Sure. 10 minutes, right? Um, I remember when I, my father um, got me from um, the university and I told him, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do this. I want to do all sorts of crazy things. And it didn't relate to anything um, of what I'm doing now, but it was very entrepreneurial. And... For him growing up the way he grew up, he said to me, no, um, but you just need to finish your studies, which I believe that education is a big part of it. Tell us quickly. Uh, just interject there. Tell yes. us about your education quickly. Uh, okay. in. Yeah. Yes. So I started to become finance yeah. and now I have a postgrad in financial planning as well. Okay. And now I'm about to embark on my MBA. master's. Yes. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> okay. Um, Bravo. So definitely education. I know a lot of people say no education. I'm like, no, education really still plays a big part um, of, of, of changing your mindset as well. Um, but for me, about the entrepreneurial journey is that it's going to be beep hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can say I'm it. sorry. You know what? <laughs> say it. It's going to be shit hard. Yeah. It's going to be completely <laughs> shit hard. I was here between... From my, um, my, um, meeting to here and I was working on my ebook, like, you know, she says, but that's in between. I know. You have, you like, it, it takes 
something out of you. It takes so much from you than you had expected because you know everyone talks about entrepreneurship. They think, oh, it's so sexy, I it's know, so wonderful. I sit and do nothing. Yes, I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna post on. It does not work like that. I think really? at the end of the day, entrepreneurship. A lot of people think that if you become an entrepreneur, you Coming out of the eight to five. Yeah. When you're an entrepreneur, you're working twelve to twelve, Correct. Monday to Monday. Correct. So if you don't like working, stay yeah. in your nine no, to five. And the, and the thing is, even when you're sleeping, I found that you're dreaming you of ideas thinking. in your mind. Exactly. So like you wake up five a.m. and you're typing 100%. stuff on your laptop. That's entrepreneurship. That's Nothing what entrepreneurship sexy. is at the end of the day. You're sitting in bed with your iPad or, or, or your tablet. That's what you're sitting and doing. Yeah. You know, on a weekend, you don't have a life. For, for the, I don't have a social life. I don't know when last, I, I don't know what a club looks like. What is you know? that? Like, what is that? I think we should, we should have <laughs> something that? like that because mm-hmm. we just work that? so hard. And when, when you're very young, uh, I see it as there are two things that, sh- that you always have. You have time mm. and you have energy. Absolutely. Now is the time. If I want to sit and relax and take pictures, I'll do that when I'm much older, when I don't have energy to do anything. Now is the time to make the most of, of myself. And the biggest thing that my father taught me was perseverance. Mm. He said to me, whether you have something or whether you don't have something, that doesn't matter. Perseverance is key. There will be good times. There will be bad times. Times when you have money. Sometimes you don't have money. Sometimes gumnandi. Sometimes it isn't. Mm-hmm. Perseverance is key because that is the foundation in order for you to succeed. Is it true that the two most certain things in life are death and taxes? <laughs> <laughs> death and taxes. <laughs> That's what I heard. In a nutshell. Okay. Like really last, last question. Motivate our future CEOs out there about their... Business and their financial well-being and their financial freedom and their financial wealth and mindset over their businesses. Sure. Take your time. Should be. I cannot say this enough, and I don't think anyone will ever say this enough. It's not overnight. For those who people who've done it overnight, kudos to you. Please teach us, teach the rest of us your recipe. <laughs> it is not overnight. Anyone who's ever succeeded, black, white, female, male, it is not overnight. It takes hard work. You know, um, I, I was talking to one of my friends and we were talking about entrepreneurship. We were talking about wanting to succeed, wanting to leave a legacy, wanting to build real wealth. And they said to me, what is, what is grid? You know, what is crit? You know, I, I, we hear many words when it comes to success, but what is crit? For me, crit is just taking it all in, absorbing it all in, just giving you all, giving off yourself each and every single day for a year, for how many ever months it takes, for how many ever years it takes. Even if you don't see the results right then and there, but you just keep on persisting. Nearly said. Persistence, endurance And man, I, I, I don't know Like Sometimes I feel like these words have been used so much That they don't really hold their true meaning But it takes shit Lots of hard work Every single day in Nelly? Hard work is key I mean A person who doesn't want to work hard Is not going to achieve anything in life mm. But the biggest thing is Being self-motivated mm. Because sometimes you don't have anything and you don't have anyone. Sometimes you take for granted and we assume that everyone has a support system. Not everyone does. 
Not everyone is, you won't, sometimes you won't have someone to wake you up to say, let's get it. Mm. You won't have someone to invite you to Cliff Central to say, let's inspire other people. Sometimes you're not even there yet in your life. Mm. You need to be so in tune with who you are that your, your, your level of self-motivation, you don't require. Mm. That's the type, that's the type of person I am. Mm. I don't require applause from anyone else. Mm. I don't require anyone's criticism. Mm. I'm enough. If I feel like uh, as a business, there's something we're not doing right, I'll be the first one to pick that up. Mm-hmm. If I feel like as, as a director, as an entrepreneur, I can do more, I, I can motivate myself. Mm-hmm. I don't require that from, from other people because especially when we're in the social media sense and people are, are very digital, today people like you and they like your business. Tomorrow people don't like Correct. you and they don't like your business. Correct. So you can't base your success on people's opinions. Correct. You need to make sure that you are so in tune with who you I are and you're so well grounded that you can motivate yourself through the good times and the bad times bad. until you yeah. get there. Yeah. Wow. I'm definitely having the two of you back. Definitely. We're going to take this to another level, but that's the end of our show. And I think in a nutshell, let me round this up. So today we spoke about black women, legendary black women in the financial sector, and we try to build black sustainable business transformation should be inclusive and normalized. We need long and short-term solutions and we're here to create and support strong networks for black women and their enterprises. My name is Subimboya and thank you so much to our guests, Mapalo Maku, founder of Women and Finance and she's all about educating and inspiring women to take charge of their finances. And the other gorgeous goddess is Nelisiwa Masangu, Founder of Bear Investments. Partner with people who can do what you do, but much better. Until next week, everybody. I love you. Goodbye. From me, Subimboya Arnold. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.